Welcome everybody to the Kid Casper podcast. I'm your gracious, beautiful, blessed, beloved, and black host, the kid they call Casper. The KID in Kid Casper stands for King of Development. I'm that menace with the melanin. Reject me as I am as long as he is still relevant. If this is your first time tuning in today, what she say? You got gut. Uh, yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't have a lot of guts because, you know, I mean, I wear 28 waist jeans and 32 to 34 inseam, you know what I'm saying? Um, anyway, if this is your first time tuning in today, hello, I'm the kid that they call Casper. I'm a Christian raptivist, rapper slash activist. I love Jesus. I am so far from a pacifist. Um, anybody that knows me, you know, I love the Lord, but you know, I I, I don't, I also don't love being petty. I'm really goody, goody at it though. Um, my guest this evening can kind of attest to that. Um, this is somebody I um, met, I would say recently, even though it feels like it feels like years just because the intimacy, I would say we were able to establish in a short amount of time. Um, you know, this uh, I'll call him young man for purposes, because I feel a lot older than he really is. Um, uh, you know, what I'm saying uh, this is somebody that I look at as a brother, um, you know, a fellow disciple of Christ. Um, I call him, you know, it's one thing to call somebody a fellow disciple of Christ, but to label them as your blood bought brother. I don't think people really understand what that means. Um, the, to, to know that, you know, to recognize and have each other know that, that Jesus died for both of you. And then you both seem to be put on each other's paths. Um, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, he's a musician. He's a producer. He's a, he's a worship singer. Um, I'm already proclaiming it, you know what I'm saying? Future Grammy Award winner and everything like that. Everybody, this is my brother, um, as um, hopefully I pronounce this right, the last part right. It is Juan Love, I think. Juan Love, Juan Love, Love. How are we saying this, Juan Dismo? How are we saying this? <laughs> um, the second time was was the best time, Juan Love. Juan Love, bet, bet, yeah, bet. I thought like I, th I thought it was like a weird blend of like soap for some odd reason. So I was like, let me not try to like, let me not try to make it too Dominican when I intro you. But I was just like, let me, uh, let me do my best. You um, know, I'm, how are you I'm doing? down to promote cleanliness. You know, that's that's a thing that needs to be promoted um, in these twenty twenty one streets. So yeah, <laughs> why not? Yeah, it, absolutely. I just heard um, Jake Gyllenhaal just came out as a non bather. So we're just gonna need to pray for him. And um, yeah, yeah, that's his business. I mean, that's his business, but he told the internet, so um, there's that part too. Uh, how are you? <laughs> how are you doing today, my brother? How's everything going on your side of the earth? I'm all right. I'm not gonna find a reason to complain. I'm okay. All righty, all righty. First off, I would like to personally um, thank you for blessing me with your presence. Um, I kind of sprung this up on you um, intentionally. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't believe in, um, I don't like to rehearse. I like things to be as organic as possible, but to be as intentional and intimate um, without it being as planned out as possible. So, um, you know, this is kind of, this is kind of, this is, this is my thing. I've been telling you about this since I met you, you've known about this for a while, but I feel like it's been kind of, I feel like it's kind of a crime now that I know that we, uh, hit the same stomping grounds and everything like that uh to not have you on the on the on the pod so you know take this time to kind of let everybody know who is Juan uh tell us a little bit about yourself young man all right um what's up y'all I'm Juan also known as Juan Love 
also known as a little brown boy from Baltimore. Um, 23, singer, songwriter, producer, um, musician, and I, musician is in all caps. Um, I will argue with anybody, any day, vocalists are musicians. Um, yeah, I love God. Um, he loved me back. He ain't nice to me, but we get it cracked. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Gotcha, ain't nothing crazy. Gotcha. All right, cool. Um, first off, you said you've watched the podcast before, but I'm gonna really test. So, um, you've watched the podcast before. So, do you have any idea what question I'm gonna ask Ness? No. Oh, see, you lied. You said you Why you said you don't rehearse this. Oh no, I don't rehearse, but I'm very good at freestyling. Just because I freestyle the same thing over and over, that don't mean it's a rehearsal. So my next intense question is for you, uh, Wani Love, is uh, if you had to pick your favorite Disney princess, who would that be? Black Cinderella. What did you say? Black Cinderella. Okay, I respect it. Not a lot of people pick Brandy. You're the probably the second person on the pod to pick uh to pick Brandy. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, and for my next intense question, but because I know you and you're not really letting me down because you are just a different breed of 23 year olds. If you had to pick a starter six Pokemon to go against the Elite Four, what starter six would that be? I don't know what you just said to me. <laughs> starter six. Is that a thing in Pokemon? Yes, sir. So you, you said starting six? Yes. Versus the Elite Four? Yes, sir. Do they like band together and transform into something? Like, what is that? Come on, you gotta give me something, dog. What's the yellow one? Peekaboo? That one. Okay. Yeah. Let's you go got that. more? Let's go that way. I'm supposed to pick six of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yes, I don't man. know six Pokemon, bro. <laughs> I don't. Oh my god. There's um there was the yellow one. Um what's the boy's name? Charizard. Uh Squirtle. I remember that one. Um Amethyst? No, that's Steven Universe. I don't know. I don't know six Pokemon. Did you say Amnifis? I did. That was a guest I had on here. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yes. I don't know six Pokemon. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't have it for you, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's that's absolutely awful. I mean, like, it's okay. It's all right. So you gave me at least three. Um, so I'll finish you up with with the Johto League. Uh Cyndaquil, Chikorita, and Totodile. I got you. I got you. You said peekaboo. This nigga. You crazy. said Chikorita. What is that? That sounds like a drink. Uh, it, it do. Um, what I honestly, when I I said it to somebody else, they said, um, it sounds like like a new Hispanic like branded like hot sauce, and I was like, wow, that was kind of I racist. See that. But I can see that though. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, Wani, um, on this edition on this episode of Quinania with the kid which is like my um this is the intentionality of me trying to interview certain people i don't like the term interview it's too formal um 
but having a dialogue with people that whether they're content creators, whether I'm close with them, um, whatever they do, whatever they do in their lives, um, to kind of give people an idea of who they are. So at this time, if you don't mind going as far back as you remember, telling me, tell me and tell, you know, the interweb dial up my space, aim the chat rooms. Um, I don't know if parlor still exists. I'm so kidding. Chill out. Um, but um, tell the internet about the refining of Juan, like the young, the young Juan days. Uh, so start from the beginning if you can. Hmm. The young Juan days. Very bittersweet. Um, I was always a, I guess, a, a happy child. Um, but I was also a very abused child um, and a very neglected child. So I'm good at, I guess, finding joy or feigning joy. Um, I learned that pretty early, but I think I was more so taught to just wear it well, whatever it is I'm going through. Um, or whatever it was I was going through at the time. Um, and even little things, I remember, um, I don't know why I remember being two, but I remember being two and my sister was about to be born and I wasn't allowed to go to the hospital because I had a cold. And I don't know why as a two-year-old, I knew how to beat myself up about that, but I did. And I always felt bad about that. Um, But yeah, other than those things, and I guess we can dive into that <laughs> a little later, um, I was a really smiley kid, really smiley, really um, against the grain. Um, I've, I describe myself as an extroverted pacifist, so really outgoing, but I will lose every fight just because. Um, so yeah, hope that answers that question. I mean, I can't exactly let you off the hook that early um, and that easy, unfortunately. So um, so if you could, I guess like the best, I guess like what I'm what I'm trying to do, because I always try to get like a track to give people like an idea of like your development and everything like that. So tell me about, I guess, when if you could talk about like as a kid, if you could start to like from like elementary school. And like, I guess like build from there, like what was life like for you growing up? Like, you know, circumstances, um, do you remember like certain things that you knew made you smile, that made you sad, whatever, you know, like try to start back and give like a narration of what was going on in your life in the early stages of your childhood. Yeah, cool. I told you. <laughs> no, not that. Not that. Um, I had to do this the other week. Um, and I'm realizing how much of my life I don't or haven't talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's say elementary school. Take your time, black man. Take your time. Um, Take your time. And it hit me more recently that like I had, I guess you would call it a homey life where I grew up in the same house and we had a fence and a front yard and a backyard and a dog and all the things. And that stuff didn't really hit me until the last couple of years. Um, 
but elementary school, I remember I really loved musicals. But not like Broadway musicals, like movie musicals. Um, that was always something that brought me light, I guess. Um, my first musical experience, I was five. Um, I had heard Brandy's Full Moon for the first time. And that was when I experienced synesthesia myself. Um, I could see the sounds. It hold up, it didn't hold up, out. hold up, hold up, black man. Did you just say you have synesthesia? You knew this? <laughs> no, I did not. Because I tell you all the time I have synesthesia. That has never come up. This is in in real time. This is I'm learning this for the first time. So break that down <laughs> for me. Go ahead. Um, it, just even the way I approach music now, it's um. I try to look for colors and shapes because that's how I um, that was my first musical memory. Um, listening to that song and then the album that followed suit. Um, I just remember purples and blues and, and browns. It it almost felt like eating a warm like pecan pie or something like that. Um, yeah, I'll never forget that experience. Um, and since it's been like that, every time I hear music, every time I hear sounds in general, um, and that's a real struggle because my washing machine sings to me. <laughs> um, so I'm having a whole little concert every time I try to do my laundry. Um, but yeah, it was always musicals. My favorite musical, favorite movie musical was um, Elmo and Grouchland as a child. And it probably still is one of the top five. Just because the soundtrack is crazy, absolutely crazy, um, super well written, super colorful. So that was, I guess, the early stages of my elementary years. Um, grew up with a single mom, um, so it was my mom, my sister, and myself. Uh, I remember being eight. What grade was I in when I was eight? Was that third grade? Pretty sure I was in third grade. Um, I remember Googling my dad. I knew his first and last name, so I Googled him. Um, and the first thing that showed up was his record or his, I guess, whatever the public record is, where it shows like your arrest and what you were arrested for. Um, <laughs> and I printed that out and ran to my mom like, hey, mom, what's this? And the look on her face was like, oh, you were never supposed to know this. And I think seeing that look on her face was my first experience with heartbreak. Um, and it also kind of, even looking back on it, I guess it makes sense why I'm as independent as I am. I'm, I'm very free in seeking information and then coming to terms with it. I don't need to really discuss with anybody. Um, but if I do, I'm not necessarily looking for approval, just clarity. Um, I don't know why that was in my heart as an eight-year-old to to move and to think like that. Um, but yeah, definitely elementary school growing up, I felt, I don't even want to use the word outcast. It wasn't so much outcast. It's, I just never fit the mold, never fit the mold. Um, and I never wanted to. I never wanted to push against it either. I just felt like I existed kind of separately from everybody else. 
do you think it's because in a lot of ways, like for instance, you mentioned for, like off rip, like you have synesthesia. Um, was it ever like a part of you, especially with your synesthesia? Cause I have synesthesia and everything like that. Um, that is there ever a part of you that because of like with just the synesthesia and then like with the comp with the compound um with the compound of like you know learning of like your dad's history and everything like that did that automatically feel like you were like disqualified or do you feel like it was more of a that you like disqualified yourself in a sense that's why this outcast feeling might be something that um i guess that you've I guess I like, kind of felt on yourself or you kind of like, maybe, I don't know. Do you think it's something that you put on yourself or do you feel like it's something that was intentional as far as like the environment and circumstances around you? Um, At least with intent, I know that the enemy has something big planned for me because God has something big planned for me. Um, But I don't, I wouldn't say that I felt disqualified because even in just looking him up, I was just trying to see what he was doing. Like, what do you do with your time? And to know it is like robbing stores and and X, Y, Z. I more so felt like an inconvenience. And that was drilled into me um, year after year as I continue to grow up. Um, even now, coming to terms with that is difficult as a young adult. Um, and I'm realizing how much I've made myself an inconvenience to me because of the feeling of being inconvenient to my parents. Um, so trying to push through that and just allow myself to to be present for myself, be there for myself, and then letting others be there for me and how they spend their time is how they spend their time. Um, and if they choose to spend that with me, then dope. You said something there. You said um, that you feel like you've been an inconvenience to you. It sounds like in a in some ways that, I, and if this is far fetched, please um, please rebuke me. Um, it sounds like in a lot of ways that like when this feeling comes up that you like I guess like abandon yourself. That's like kind of what I'm like feeling in my spirit when you said that. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. Um... I definitely like to disappear. Um, because, and I don't know why my brain does this, but if I'm not perceiving myself, then I don't think anybody's perceiving me. Mm. Um, there's like this numbness that kind of washes over me. Um, where... I spend a lot of time outside, but I spend a lot of time alone. Because um, if I'm indoors and by myself, then I have to deal with me. But if I'm outdoors and by myself, then there's so many things that I could pour into or just be distracted by. Count the blades of grass and find words to describe the different shades of green. Um, anything to not deal with me. I get that. I get that. Um, if you don't mind, because um, I, I kind of want to stay here real quick before we kind of like move in, move forward as far as like um, timeline wise. Um, if you don't mind, this is this is completely up to you. 
Um, talk to me a little bit about like that feeling um, when you essentially like you went and like researched your pops, um, like what emotions like came out of that for you? Like what, like if you could even identify the emotions that it was um, and then like expound on like the feelings that you were experiencing around that time, um, kind of paint a better picture for people. Uh, talk a little bit about that moment and everything like that. I think I was kind of overcome with sorrow. And I use that word intentionally because I don't believe that the word sorry is an apology. Um, I believe it's a description of your person or your character or your state of being, I guess. Um, I was very sorry. Um, I felt bad that I inconvenienced my mom because now she had to explain to me who he was and why he did what he did. Um, I felt bad that I wasn't enough to keep my dad entertained. Um, I wasn't enough of a prize, so he had to go do things that felt more rewarding. Um, I was just really sorry um, for my existence, honestly. Um, it wasn't so much sadness or um, anger or feeling unwanted. I just felt really sorry. Like if I could have not been born um, so that they could have their freedom, I would have been okay with that at eight years old. I feel that. I feel that. Let's uh let's move a little let's move a little forward on this. So middle school, um, still got ooh, still got still ooh, I saw the I saw the face. Um, middle school, you you know, assuming you still have synesthesia in middle school because it doesn't really mm -hmm. go away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but middle school, um, you're 23, four years younger than me, so that means that would be about. Da, 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 about like what 2010 for you um if i'm not mistaken 2010 yep so 2010 for you and um i'm trying to think 2010 I'm trying to think of everything music wise and everything like that okay cool all right awesome i know how to use the context of how to take this conversation all right cool talk to me about um what the 2010s were for you especially in middle school um in the preteen to your teenage years I hated music in middle school. I despised it. I hated it so much. Um, everything sounded like rubber bands and robots. I didn't, oh, man. Um, the Black Eyed Peas were killing it. Um, who was it that, um, what were their names that um, came up with the jerk and the reject? Why can't I, why am I blanking? Um, it was, I think, I know there was the news boy, the new boys, um, Cali swag district with made the Dougie. Um, dang, that feels like forever ago for me. Boy. Yeah. I just, but I just hated music. It didn't feel musical. Um, I remember spending a lot of time on YouTube. That was like, we're still early YouTube days. Um, a lot of Tori Kelly. Um, I was studying her like nobody's business. Um, 
I was still kind of stuck in the early 2000s. I would go and like look up old B2K concerts and um, <laughs> uh, watch Sierra performances all the time. Um, I think the only thing I was down with in middle school was probably Mindless Behavior. They were pretty dope. Um, and it was you still know they're kind from of here, right? Game. You know they're from they're our from state, here? right? Yeah, they're from. Uh, they actually went to. Yeah, they actually went to my middle school. I didn't go to middle school with them, but they're actually from um, Edgewood Middle School. Okay, I didn't know that. I I probably I would never claim them as Marylanders. Um, but we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> um, but yeah, same kind of theme in middle school where like music was the thing that brought me light and joy. Um, there was a lot less of it um, and a lot more of facing my giants, so to speak. Um, yeah. I was definitely um, broken in middle school, or at least the walls really started to crack in middle school. It's funny you use that that word broken. So you use the word broken, but you said your walls were cracking. Like what what do you mean by that? Like what you you worded it very I would say I won't say weirdly, but uniquely how you um described that. Um I say around 11, 12 was the beginning of my emotional intelligence journey. Um in terms of learning how to title things. Um and really seeking understanding. Um, there was a point in middle school where I had, or I was admitted into a um, mental institution um, after a suicide attempt. Um, and what followed that was therapy and all the things. Um, so I really needed to learn how to put words to my pain, but in order to do that, I had to acknowledge the pain. Um, and for a 12 year old, it was a lot. Um, the, I guess the, the climax of that situation was, um, I sent an email to my dad cause he was still locked up or he had gotten locked up again. Um, and I told him, I'm not calling you dad anymore because you're not one. Um, and my, his, the response I got back was, okay, that's fine. Um, and that was the, I guess the, or my last memory from middle school. That was, I was definitely in eighth grade when that happened. So, yeah. Eighth grade. Good God. So eighth grade for you, I'm trying to think that was 2012. I graduated high school. God, I'm old. Good Lord. Um, Okay. So, 2012 that was 2011 2011 2012 um because it would leading into 2012 essentially so 2011 all right i know i graduated eighth grade in 2011 i was always the youngest in my class meaning like you graduated early no i just started early gotcha i started young like really young everybody else graduated high school when they were 18 i was 17 Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so something that um, I'm—it's funny—I'm sitting here thinking about this. Um, so this is 
around the time period, let's see, 2011 going to 2012. So heading into high school, um, last four years of grade school and everything like that. Um, there has to be a time because you said you hated music in middle school, or I guess you just hated the sound of the music that was coming out of the radio. Because if I remember um, that stretch of time, my high school years, that was, as you said, Black Eyed Peas was hot. Um, you remember Tyle Cruz? Dynamite? Yes. Remember? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Tyle Cruz. It was Ayaz with Replay. Um, it was Nicki Minaj Farty. was, oh, my, oh, ding, 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 that. Oh my goodness! It was Ayaz with replay. Um, Sean Kingston was barely hanging on at that time. Um, yeah, Justin Bieber was Justin Biebering. Justin Bieber um, was was a white little usher. Um, and don't don't do that to Usher ever. I'm I'm just saying. I mean, hopefully he doesn't get. <laughs> hopefully he doesn't get let it burn like Usher too. But that's besides the point. Stop! Um, oh my goodness! Stop! <laughs> <laughs> let that man just, live. I'm just, I, I want him to. I need him to take care of himself. Um, <laughs> so 2011, uh, going in 2012, uh, you're going into high school. Um, talk to me mm-hmm. about that shift um, going into middle school. I, it, it, hopefully it was seamless because this is where you said you were, your emotional te- intelligence was starting to um, build and ascend in a sense. Uh, talk to me about high school. Talk to me about where you were not only as one as you know going through high school but one as an artist as a musician at this time um (laughs) funny enough still same theme um you know really just down (laughs) um i collectively went to four high schools um the first high school was a public magnet school. Um, I wasn't kicked out, wasn't bad. Um, I actually did what I was told. Um, this dude came up and hit me with a, you know, like the math books, like them super thick, hardcover math books that were like three days long. Um, he just came and whacked me upside my head. So instead of getting like mad and spitting on him or whatever, I go to the counselor because the counselor told me, xyz happens you come tell me turns out that was his third strike and that got him into a suspension he was not happy about that um came to school with a knife um him and like 50 other kids come in my class and is like yo at the end of the day you're dying um Mm. so i left school early i went home um i wasn't picked up i literally walked out of school um and of course, the one day I walk out of school is the one day that the counselor tries to come and find me later in class. Um, calls my mom, X, Y, Z. Whole thing is dealt with. Then I shift to going to a Christian private school. Um, oh, what <laughs> what Christian private school? If you don't mind me asking, because Grace Bible Baptist. Um, mm. It is in it is here in Baltimore County. Um, it was a very small school. Um, but yeah, and day one, the bullying continued. Um, but I won't get too much into that because that school kind of really taught me about striving for excellence as a musician in terms of, um, taking care of your instrument. Um, it opened me up to the world of competition musically, 
Um, and because I was one of the only male singers, um, or really one of the few males in my grade, I think at the time there were eight of us in the 10th grade. <laughs> so um, I did every competition that we had. Um, and it was exciting. I felt like I was becoming a, an actual musician. I had a voice and I could hear myself and I got to make choices on the sounds I could make and the things that I wanted to do um, vocally. And to a certain extent, because competition is very structured. Um, but yeah, doing things like going to states, going to regionals and even hitting nationals. Um, I never won, but I was always okay with not winning. Um, just the experience of traveling and and singing because I like to do it. Um, yeah, that was, um, I said 10th grade, right? Yeah, that was my 10th grade year. Um, at the end of my 10th grade year, that school shut down. So all of us then had to transfer to another Christian private school that was down the street. <laughs> um, they happened to be our rivals. Um, so that was cool. Um, but we still jumped in. Thank you so much. Um, if I get a minute, I'll grab them and show them to you. They're really dope. Um, what are they, Nike 270s? They got air in the back of them. I'm not a sneakerhead whatsoever. But I was still doing competitions for my... Um... That needs to change since you're, friend, you're, you're my brother now, but that's completely besides the point. I still have those shoes that you were, like, gawking at when, when we first met. Um, I don't think you'll be able to fit them, but continue. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, because you wear a size 15. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, 11th grade, still doing competitions. Um, it was super dope. The music teacher even was um, very much different than anything I had experienced at private school. Um, she was colorful. The way I would see music was the way that I would see her. She always had um, bright greens and yellows and oranges around her. Um, and her approach to music was just very informal. Um, and it taught me how to compete and strive for excellence, but also enjoy what I do. Um, and then finally, we had decided to move from Baltimore County to Howard County um, because my sister was starting high school as I was starting my senior year. So we wanted her to have, I'm, I'm saying we as if I made a decision, my mom wanted her to have a different experience than I did, which was reasonable. So we then moved to Howard County. I went to Affleton High School is where I graduated from. Um, and I would say that the music teacher there, Mr. Brown, was the music teacher I've ever had in my life. He taught me how to hear my voice, learn my voice. Um, I wasn't involved in as many competitions, but... Um, he connected my voice to my person. Um, Not a lot of people know what that means. Break that down for me. As a musician, or even as some, just as somebody who does something that someone else can find value in, there are people out there who will separate you from your gift, um, you from your skill, you from your talent, whatever. Um, not very many people keep close contact with their mechanic or with the guy that files their taxes. 
Um, but then you meet somebody every now and then who doesn't just appreciate your gift, but appreciates the heart that you give your gift with. Um, and it's life-changing every time. Um, so that's basically what that means that he, he loved us, um, all of his class. He loved us as vocalists, but he loved us as people and showed us that we're not our voices. Um, yeah. Even just in general, because I had him, he was the choir teacher. Then I had a music tech teacher as well. Um, that really sparked the production thing in me was like, I didn't realize, like I knew that I could get in GarageBand on my grandmother's like computer that was given to her by the school she was working for and sing. But I didn't know I could like take instruments and sounds and like put them together and make my own songs. Um, so I didn't really get into producing until my senior year of high school. So I had Mr. Brown, um, Mr. Woomer, who was my music tech teacher, and then I was pushed into doing the school musical. So that was the most active I had ever been musically um, growing up. And that was probably my favorite year of high school. The most peaceful, at least. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so <clears throat> I think this is important because I feel like I feel like this question isn't asked a lot because I feel like everybody, at least in our age demographic, it hits a little differently because not only was it close to home because of who we are as a people, um, but considering like around the age we were. So break it down for me again. 2012, where were you about 2012, like age and everything like that? 2012. I was... 13 yeah 13 okay so 2012 um if i'm not mistaken yep 2012 is um trayvon martin happens uh 2012 and um i think of how for me personally it impacted me differently just because you know this is a this is a, a boy a child that looks like me Hits close to my age and everything like that. Um, break that down, like what that moment was like for you, um, being 13 years old at the time, seeing a boy that looks like you be killed in your youth at this time. Like, what did that mean to you and how did that feel? Um, how did that feel to you, I guess? Like, how did that, if it did impact you, how did that impact you? I responded to that Um still with kind of that numbness. Um, that was when I'd learned that I was black. Um, I've never really even liked being called black because I'm like, that's not the color that I am. So it's never made sense. Um, but that was when I learned of my blackness and it felt inconvenient. Um, not because I wanted it to be anything different. I just didn't know that it was something that was different. Um, I was blessed enough to have gone to schools that were pretty diverse um, and have had interactions with people who look many a ways. So I never really acknowledged race as a thing or ethnicity as a thing that um, determined who people were. 
um, so to now be a, a preteen or a new teenager and, and people are determining who I am by what I look like. It was just weird and I wanted to disassociate with it. Um, I didn't want to be black, but not because I wanted to be something else. I just, I didn't want a target on me for that. Like, it, it was just really weird. It made no sense to me. Yeah, I get that. I definitely get that. Um, you said something. You said that's when you realized you were black. Um, I remember as early as like five years old um, when my um, uncle had to pretty much give me the talk. You know what I'm saying? And for us, it's not the birds and the bees talk. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we don't get to learn what what when a boy loves a girl very, very much and X, Y, and Z. Um, <laughs> but you said that that didn't. It didn't like hit you. It, I guess it didn't um hit your focus wisdom until you were thirteen. Did you not get the talk like growing up? I guess like is that something that just didn't? It wasn't brought up in your household or like what's up? No, not really. Um, it wasn't really until then where I had or I was spoken to about being conscious about like what I wear and how I move and how I speak. Um, because I was raised to be pretty articulate. Um. I was raised to have friends that looked all kind of ways. I was, I grew up in a black household, but I didn't grow up in a black household. It wasn't like the, the stereotypical, like the thing that people make jokes about that wasn't my experience. Like I said earlier, I had a really homey child experience, childhood experience where like I had the one place that I lived in for most of my life and the dog and the fence and the neighbors who knew me and, and the park down the street. Um, it was always like that. I didn't know anything else. I didn't know that there were people being policed for their skin or being policed for their be or being policed to their, for their response to their experiences. Um, that wasn't really a reality that I faced. Um, so on one hand, I'm kind of thankful for it. But on the other hand, there there is or there was some ignorance um, that I went through. And even still, I don't fully relate to the struggle of Blackness because that wasn't my childhood. Um, I think the worst part about it is how I'm treated by people who look like me for not experiencing that. Mm. It's so. that it's that um, you can't relate to us because it's like it's like you can't relate to us. So do, are you really related to us type of mindset? If that is, yeah. is what I'm hearing from you, um, which is um, so fast forwarding a little bit, you're graduating and everything like that. Um, and I don't I don't actually I don't know. I don't know your story that well. That's why I'm actually like happy we're doing this. But you went to a private schools, you went to Christian private schools and everything like that. It was a private school. You went to private schools and everything. Um, but uh, see, did you get that reference? I didn't, but I smiled. Didn't and I mean to be fair, that was a white boy movie, so I mean, like it just it, it was eight miles. I don't remember so that. That's fine. It's fine. Um <laughs> you said eight mile. I will die happy if I never see eight mile. Huh? I'll die happy if I never see eight mile. I mean, it's okay. I mean, like it. It's all right. You'll say that I will die happy. You're stupid. Um, so 
you went to Christian private schools, but when did I'm gonna use the flip on words because you know I'm, I raps and stuff like that. Um, so you went to a, a Christian private school, but when did Christ become for you? When did when did Christ become uh, intimacy a private thing for you? You know what I'm saying? Um, was it was it school? Like what? When did God start like I would say knocking on your heart or knocking on your door? Um, was it? I'll let you tell me. Actually, that's the best way to do it. Okay. Um, God punched me in the gut when I was 21. See, I asked you if he tapped you in the chest, but you, you say he happened. punched you in the gut. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, it's violent, bro. You know what I mean? Alter. Some may. You know how many people's altars look like their their stoop, uh, their porch, or anything like that. But yeah, I, I hear you. Continue. Continue. And it, I don't even I won't even want to say like it was a punch in the gut. I got jumped and it was like a long jumping. Um, it came out of nowhere. It hit me like a train. The train had 50 cars on it. And and now we're here. Um, but, yeah, I was working for a beer distributor at the time. Um, my mom was going through a divorce. Um, and so like home life was pretty icky. Um and even then, I was so far from God. I was um, into new age um, beliefs and practices. Um, I <laughs> I was just so far gone. Conspiracy theorists, the whole nine. Um, so I don't even know how, but there was a, a pastor whose videos came across my um, YouTube page or whatever. Um, his name was Pastor Stephen Darby. He had a small little church in Alabama. Um, and I clicked on one of his videos one day and for the first time scripture felt like it existed. God's word mattered. Yeah. It was truly the Holy spirit because I was on the complete opposite end. Well, I don't want to say complete cause I wasn't out here like hail Satan X, Y, Z, but you know, <laughs> definitely close to it. Um, so, yeah, I was watching his videos and just the way that he articulated the word was like, yo, this is a person who lives life according to God's word. And it was each of those words that I just said individually and collectively. Every word meant something. He was a human with a past and a present living his life according to God's word. And he was real about it. It wasn't. Jesus makes me so happy. It's like, no, nah, bro, this sucks sometimes. And it's okay for it to suck sometimes. God know the ghetto too. Like it's real. You better um, say that. Say that one, one more time for the people in the back. Somebody's picking a wedgie God in the back of the church. The ghetto, bro. No, 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 no. I need to say there's somebody he's scratching this dog is scratching his eyes and everything. He was sleeping while he was cooking. All dogs go to heaven anyway. It's it's good. (laughs) (laughs) No, but God knows the ghetto. And this um this manufactured Christianity, this um Instagram Christianity, that's the that's how I'm gonna describe it. Um it's not real. It's mm. not real whatsoever. I, that was not my experience. That's never been my experience. And I don't believe it's ever going to be my experience. Um, I remember sitting in the the underground parking lot of a giant. Um, it was right before I was going to go up and grab the delivery that um, 
I was supposed to stock. Um, and I had my Bible with me. Um, so I'd like started reading the word um, just to get context um, because it just felt like another history book. But I was like, God, if if this is real, then let's do it. And he said, all right, let's do it. And immediately. I stopped smoking weed. I have had or I had no desire to go back and have had no desire to go back. Um, stopped cussing immediately um and my mind was renewed completely renewed i still have a hard time describing what the shift was or how the shift happened um even reflecting on the way that i thought back then is difficult because it doesn't even register with me anymore um but my mind was renewed sound like a almost like a i describe it when i just when i tell people um like when i fell at the foot of the cross and god started changing me it, it was it's still it was slow yours sounds a lot more magical and like god is clearly nicer to you than me like well then again i'm i'm stubborn and i'm hard-headed um but it it was like a scientific procedure up here was happening i always tell people um the heart of a man is not here because you can get a heart transplant and a, a man's going to still think um, carrying himself and, you know, how what he utters to people and everything and how he edifies and everything like that. It's still the same. This needs to be changed first. As you said, there was a renewal of your mind. So there was a change of your heart. Um, but that's the best way I could describe it. It was like a scientific procedure that like took place. Would that be that? Is that kind of hit for you? I could say yes, but it wasn't very long and drawn out in terms of once he make, made the switch, I was switched. There was no going back. There is no going back. Um, the leading up to that, that was the scientific procedure in terms of just opening the door and leaving little sticky notes or like tapping me on the shoulder and saying, hey, xyz this 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 or these spirits are entertaining over here this is why this is this or this is where this comes from um in terms of generational curses and blase whatever um for those watching if you get a chance um look up stephen darby it's stephen with the ph because he's a man of god um but stephen darby um and the icing on that cake bro was that a year after i came across him I discovered he had been dead five years before I even came across his YouTube channel. So that's how I know 1000% it was the Holy Spirit because he wasn't actively posting video videos. He'd been dead. Um, but yeah, once the switch was made, it was made. Um, I think as time has gone on, I've gotten comfortable. Um, so God is now dealing with me and <laughs> um, my comfort. But the immediacy of it, I was just really driven to learn as much as I could about him um, because he made himself known to me. Um, yeah. That's that's beautiful, man. I think I think what what's always great and I love how you said it's not Instagram because it's not 
sometimes I think people don't realize when we're talking about like coming to God and him getting to know us, it's not like, it's not like the Hallmark channel. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it's not pretty. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes like, even though you said like when it happened, it happened, but I, I guarantee as you described it, it had to get violent. Essentially you ha it had to get violent because there was a war between your original spirit, man. Um, the spirit that God was trying to deposit in you and then your flesh at the same time. So um, leading up to it, it definitely had to, it, it, it wasn't the made on the Hallmark channel. I get that for sure. I get that for no. sure. No. <laughs> um, even, especially in my sleep, that was where the wars were happening. Um, the first gift. Oh yeah. He definitely, he definitely drew me in. Um, what I'd say is <laughs> that, when God saw me, he left his 99 to come grab me. And even after, like, once I started getting to a comfort level, like now I know God, um, mentally, I was like, okay, now my job is to bring other people to him. Um, I lost my train of thought, though. What was the last thing you said? <laughs> No, I was saying like um it's not always pretty all the time is like I I think sometimes and maybe that you might relate to this. Um we need to stop we need to stop making God seem so human and we need to stop making it exalting ourselves to be very like spectacular, I guess. So what I'm saying that is like the beauty in a lot of testimonies, I believe, is when it's just real. And it don't got to be pretty. I always tell people the Bible is the most ghetto book ever written, personally. I mean, it's just trifling. I mean, like David sent somebody's husband to, 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 to war, you know what I'm saying, uh, to get with his wife. Like, Paul was a terrorist before he got saved. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um Moses murdered, mur mur murdered a man, you know what I'm saying, and had a stuttering problem. But God was like, nah, I'm still picking that one. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't think I think when I think sometimes when we try to make it a, like a Disney production, when we talk about what God did in our life, um, we end up diminishing like the work and the wonders of him. And then we end up like romanticizing ourselves and like spectacular ah, spectacularizing ourselves when it comes to like how we came to him, if that makes sense. That's what I was like basically getting at. Yeah. Um, I remember there was a moment. <laughs> in my very new Christianity um, that I turned to music. And I'm like, let me go back and listen to all the Christian music that I heard growing up and just like see if it made any sense. And I remember being so mad at Mary Mary because of the song Heaven. I got to get myself together because I got somewhere to go. And I'm praying when I get there, I see everyone I know I want to go to heaven. And I'm reading the Bible and I'm like, we're not like our goal is not even to get to heaven. The goal is to be admitted into the kingdom that's established on the new earth. That has nothing to do with me and everything to do with God. I need to be out of God's way in order for him to work in me. I need to accept and believe Christ fully. So that when God looks at me. He sees his son. It's not about what I do. I can do everything that I want to. But if I haven't accepted Christ and believe on him, I'm not getting into the kingdom. My, my desire is not to get to heaven because heaven's not going to last. 
the kingdom that's established on earth is going to last. That's where I'm trying to go. That was that was when it really clicked for me. It's like we have this all wrong. God is not a man. He took the form of a man because he loves us that much, but he's not a man. He's not going to deal with us the way man deals with us. So why am I trying to deal with me the way man would deal with me? Boy, you better talk, boy. <laughs> mm -mm -mm. Better tell the truth and shame the devil. Shoot. Um, so you were saying like you were starting to uh, listening to like Christian music and like kind of listen to it with a different lens. Um, I tell people. Um, so this is just me. This is this is not anybody else. I don't believe there's such a thing as secular music. I only believe that there is secular people um, because I don't think inanimate objects um, can necessarily like, you know, possess a spirit. Like my earpiece is not like possessed. I mean, it feels kind of possessed. It's made by skull candy. That's besides the point. Um, but talk to me about like, even like, and if you do, I won't tell anybody. If if you do, we don't have to tell anybody if you still listen to music that comes out today. You know, just it'll be between us and YouTube and Facebook and Twitch and everything like right. that. Um, but uh, did you start? And maybe it's just me, but I tend to hear God in the sounds or even in things I didn't notice him before once I started walking with him. I don't know if you can relate to that by any means. I think discernment needs to be carried um, mm. through music in general um, because not all Christian themed music is godly Ooh. and not all non-Christian themed music is ungodly. Mm. Um, I do disagree with you on one point. I do believe because we are told to not touch unclean things that spirits can be maintained in inanimate objects. Um, I don't think they're being satisfied the way they'd like to be, which is why they come and find us. Um, but we are not to touch certain things, not to play with certain things, not to expose ourselves to certain things because it gives certain entities access that they're not supposed to have if we call ourselves by Christ's name. Um, but yeah, I think discernment needs to be carried in listening to music. Um, and I'm going to jump back to Brandy because she came up earlier. Um, I had to hit myself in the head, not last week, the week before, because I'm listening to the song and I'm like, yo, I've been singing myself into bondage for a year. Mm. Plenty of her other songs I'm fine with, but this one song, the first, like the opening lines are like, I'm on defense because I'm under attack. Been on that fence and I ain't looking back. Question my stuff, never picked up your slack. You said some things, but I'm over all that. That's not forgiveness. That's not forgiveness. That's keeping your walls up and staying ready to fight. And that's pride. And that's just letting it go for the sake of letting it go. And not actually accepting and loving them back. And, and leaving the past in the past. That's not what that is. So I had to literally remove it from my repertoire. It's like, I can't keep digging myself in this hole. I, I'm fighting everybody all the mm. time because I've been singing myself into bondage for a year. I get that. 
I definitely get that. I think for me, when I'm saying like, I don't like when I say like, okay, so I'll say like this. I think sometimes we, when I say like, I, I feel like sometimes as like us as believers, at least what I've noticed lately is we tend to give the devil too much credit. Like, I don't think this was anointed. I don't think this was anointed by God. I, I don't think so. I didn't rub holy oil on this. I don't think that this is going to like, you know what I'm saying? It's just spirit's going to come out of my pop filter and, or better yet, the word, say if I say some nasty, nasty stuff and I do anoint this thing, it's going to filter, like, it's going to filter all the negative crap and only the God juice is going to get through. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like sometimes we end up giving, um, I guess, like Satan too much credit when it comes to like the things that in which that we're we're kind of up against but sometimes mm -hmm. i feel like what we don't really want to say is we'd be like oh th that doggone devil this is that and the third i'm like sometimes it's just us we don't really want to take responsibility and just say nah this is me you know what i'm saying um you said it earlier you know we have to be careful what we let into our spirit and everything like that opening that door things can only come in especially in certain things like you have to like submit to it you have to consent to some of these things that are coming into us um whether it's um, music, whether it's food, you know what I'm saying? Um, we have way to, you, you like to eat expensive stuff. Um, <laughs> just a little bit. Just, just, just a lot. Um, but just, just like, e even like people, um, you said like, you said earlier, um, you were talking about how that Brandy song, you realized that there, it was a spirit of unforgiveness in a sense that was being put on you or better you kept putting it on yourself. Right. Um, that I gave it access. Mm -hmm. Yes. You can um, send it to I kind of want to. I know this ain't like a whole Bible study, but I do want to jump real quick to Psalm 23 4. Oh, man. This is my podcast. I mean, we're sharing the space together. We can get in the, we can get in the word real quick. That's, All fine. Right, let's, That's fine. Real quick. Real quick. Yeah. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. That rod and that staff, they comfort me. Um, and even just what comes with that is like the appearance of death and destruction are just a shadow of what that is because sin has already been defeated. So that needs to be the overarching um, understanding that we as believers have in our minds. Um, but and like I said before, we do allow access. We allow those shadows access. They can't by themselves or independently change us or knock us over or um, cause us to fall. I'm trying to think of how to, how to explain it in a way. Um, if you see a, let's say you see water on the ground, you seeing water on the ground has nothing to do with you. You haven't fallen just because you see water on the ground. But the moment you see it and then choose to walk in it, you give yourself access to falling and breaking your back. And that's on you. So, yeah, I'm not giving the devil credit, um, but I've definitely given him access. And that's not OK. Mm hmm. It goes back to like what we were talking about the other day. It's um, it's affected. We all have a choice. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's an old Cherokee proverb that says, um, "There's two wolves within all of us," and you know, 
which one is going to survive, which one is going to die. And the answer is always which one you feed. It depends on what you want to give into, I would say, um, in which is going to pretty much determine the outcome or I guess the the fruit of the outcome since we're talking spirit, spirit to spirit and everything like that. Um, but for sure, for sure. Um, all right. All righty then. So my next question is... Um, Okay, so two years ago and everything like that. Um, and this will be interesting because you told me about the Trayvon Martin thing and you understand like um, the weight of that and everything. Um, so over the last year, we've been in this, you know, pandemic, this Panini pandemic, this Pandora pandemic, this, um, you know what I'm saying, this pomegranate pan pandemic, all that. Um, it's actually um, Pan-Dominican Republic. Pan-Dominican Republic or Panda also, Express Pandemic. Also known you know as Pandemi Lovato. That's yeah, that Pandemi Lovato. Pandemi Lovato. Got you. Yes. Pandemi Lovato. Got you. Got you. I got I got a list for days, but we will do that for another podcast. I also have another one where I can use variations of the word thought, but we're not doing that tonight. Um <laughs> I I'm not well. Pray for me. Um, <laughs> um so not only did we go through um, the pandemic last year, but then, you know, I call last year the year the clandemic, essentially. So we saw all these like upticks um, of like police brutality. We saw Breonna Taylor. We saw Ahmaud Arbery. We saw George Floyd. Um, and then we saw like, I would say the re-insurged civil rights movement um, take place. And... It seemed like for the first time, at least for me, I can't speak for you. Um, and I'm like, my synesthesia just kind of tripped me out right now because even though my light bulbs are supposed to be white, they're blue. That's completely besides the point. Um, <laughs> but um, talk to me a little bit about how I don't I mean, like, I guess, like, better question is, like, what was going on with you um, at the time? Because this was like the first time in my life where I could see that it seemed like religion because i don't want to call it faith it seemed like religion and like politics um were kind of getting in bed together essentially um and then i know for me personally and then like especially for like other disciples of christ of um you know african descent and everything like that um and other people of color this was probably the most trying time over the last year or so Talk to me a little bit about what that was like for you being a Christian first, a black man second, going through, I would say, like the last year, essentially, with like all these like killings and everything like that. Like, how did that impact you? I had a very strange sense of peace <laughs> during this last year. Um, it was definitely a godly peace. Um, I know with the racial issues. I didn't take a position that I heard anybody else taking. Um, and practically what that position is, is I'm not going to force someone to welcome me somewhere when I wasn't invited to begin with. Mm. I was I was stolen, to be clear. Um, so my, my stance and in every conversation I had was or in every conversation where my opinion was asked about, we as, as black and brown people, 
we need to just go underground and be quiet for a little while and come up with a plan to get up out of here. I'm not going to fight for equality and acceptance in a place where that was never meant or made for me or really anyone other than the people who took control of this place. It's mm. not in their nature. So I'm not about to make it their nature. Mm. There have been millions and billions of us before me yelling and cussing and marching and all that. Yes, it makes change, but is it really the change that we're looking for? Mm. And if that's the change that you're looking for, keep looking for it. But that's not what I'm looking for. I'm not looking to stay in the place that's abused me. I want to go somewhere else. Fresh land, new land, land that isn't cursed by my people's blood. And people before them and people before them. We have no business in this country. We built this one and we can build another one. So I don't know why we're still here, to be quite honest with you. How do you reconcile that, though, as a, I guess, like knowing I don't want to say. I get what you're saying as far as like the stolen part and everything like that, because I mean, we didn't come here. I think a lot of people know that. I mean, hopefully they know that like we weren't immigrants, Ben Carson, my God, I want to give him gifted hands. Um, but, um, <laughs> I don't like that dude. I met that dude. And I don't like that dude. Um, but how do you reconcile that though? As a disciple of Christ, um, trying to like, I guess, I guess the best way to describe it is like, how do you keep, how do you reconcile that as a black man, but as a disciple first, um, knowing what you know with the history and like the wickedness of this, not only this country's history, but like even today's practices, um, how it directly impacts us, regardless of whatever policy change, legislative change that they make next. Um, how do you reconcile that? Um, quite honestly, race is not my priority because it's not my identity. I find my identity in Christ and that's how I move. I just so happen to be dark skinned. So anything that occurs because of that is just a happenstance. Um, people probably won't agree or understand that um, standpoint, but it gives me peace. I have no like rattling or shaking in my spirit um, with that. Blackness is not my identity. I refuse to see myself as darkness. I think it's basically that simple. I think what you're saying is like, like kind of like I, I always tell people for myself is like, um, and, the, and I definitely get what you're saying. Cause like, I feel like I always have to, we talked about this even on the way to the beach on Friday, um, having to like explain to our Christians what black, what my blackness to them. And then to our black, to our people, you know what I'm saying? Us as a people, we have to explain our Christian to them. Um, we have to for us that that submit i mean everybody um essentially but we can't allow we can't allow the things that persecute us to define us um and we can't allow we can't find identity in the very things that persecute us meaning like yes you know we are you know the american descendants of slaves um but we're but we are blood bought you know what i'm saying we're blood bought we are we're disciples of christ we are actively serving um 
holding the moniker of ADOS before a disciple of Christ. And this sounds crazy. And like I said, this may not make sense for other people because I've talked about this before. But like, do you believe that it's very easy, especially as a disciple of Christ or just people in general, for people to make their skin tone or better yet, their struggle, their struggle, their plight, whatever it is, their identity? Absolutely. Um, there are people out there who serve their blackness um, because... And actually, this was a beautiful. I loved seeing how this played out um, when Kanye's album "Jesus Is King" came out, um, and then not too long after that, Beyonce's album "Black Is King" came out, and like instantly, I was like, "This is such a good argument." And I don't really, I haven't had that conversation with anybody. I don't even know if anybody caught on. Um, but I was like, "There are some shifts going on. There are some really big shifts spiritually going on in terms of identity." Um, but there are people out there who serve their blackness because their blackness is their identity. Their blackness is their God. Um, even those who are black Christians or who call themselves black Christians. That's not me. I'm just Christian. Why are we identifying ourselves as our color? Whether it's white Christian or black Christian, Hispanic Christian, um, Asian American Christian, why does why does there need to be a prefix to your Christianity? Is there a prefix to your blackness? Because you never call yourself a Christian black person. Mm. If it matters that much, which it seems to, you would switch them and not have a problem, but you would. If Absolutely. I put your blackness last, that would be an issue for you. Yep. I get that for sure. That's um, it's something that I I had a I had a conversation with somebody the other day, um, and this is why I always have to and I always leave with this when I tell people I'm a Christian first and a black man second because when that's really weird, um, because when I um, when I die and I go to heaven, God's not gonna ask me about my skin tone. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to ask me like, oh, you was a good little, you know, dot, 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 and everything like that. What did you do um, for black people? That's yeah, yeah, exactly. He's going to ask what you did for God's children. Um, But I think like the thing that like a lot of people don't necessarily, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I think what people don't really realize is because, especially for us being, um, especially like black men in this country, um, if you, we weren't brought up in the church like that, our blackness either shaped in a lot of ways, it kind of helped define, how, how do I describe this? Because we understand what it means to be persecuted as black people, that we under, we could have more relation and in some sense to the persecution of which Christ went through. Um, not simply because Christ was persecuted for what he looked like, um, but just because he was who he was. You know what I'm saying? that It was almost involuntary what he was yes it was um he was tempted with all these things but it was him you know what i'm saying that 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 was him so when i talk to people about this i tell people despite what's happening out there i have to remember that chronological order because the minute that i say if somebody is like mean to me because of my race and i make it more about my skin tone than about him then i lost 
or I, I lost sight of the assignment essentially. So I definitely get that. Um, I think for me, when it comes to seeing people for what they are, it's because I, I, I believe like in a weird way that like my blackness in a sense, it allows me to, it allows me to recognize people and seek to understand like the things that they went through that may be tailor fitted persecution, because then I can, you, I can apply my, my faith to be able to remedy, rectify, help them reconcile with some of the things in which that they go through because of what they are, whatever their genetic makeup is. Um, that way I can allow Christ to be channeled through me. Um, or better yet, I am allowed to even be a host that Christ can be channeled through me so I can love people of all people, if that makes sense. But um, as we talked about numerous times um, on and off camera, and when I say off camera, more like offline, it would be willful ignorance to not acknowledge color because sometimes be unfortunately because of the world we live in um that's what satan will attack and people that submit to satan's attacks that's what people will attack so it's definitely um it's definitely not a popular opinion among amongst us um we've talked about this uh even going on to the beach but it's one of those that we have to we have to we have to remember that chronological order because if we do have a problem with it being switched or have a, a better uh, or better yet, we we have more of a preference of what order it should be. And I think that there's a problem. There's a heart problem that we need to check for sure. Yeah. Like, I do think. I'm not going to not acknowledge color. Um, I think God knew exactly what he was doing. Um, there is beauty. In all of the shades Um all of the details that he put in each kind of person. It's just also really sad that we've taken that and defiled it and perverted it and, and basically made it a, a who's better than who. It's really sad. That speaks more to as we're, I feel like for me, what I'm, I'm always trying to remind people, it's the spirit of, um, it's the sin of partiality that people won't wake up to. I think that's what it really is. You know what I'm saying? It's the, yeah. oh, because they're X, Y, and Z, I'll treat them with this amount of love or this amount of grace and everything like that. Um, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my next question Um I gave you a little bit of an intro, but I don't think people really, really know. Um, Wani, um, me, my goofy self, my tall, lanky self. You know what I'm saying? Me with the with the with the waves and the and the and the glasses and the cheekbones. You know what I'm saying? And my weird ears. Uh, how did we meet? Because it's funny that even and, and you know this from when we're when we're at church on Sundays. Um, they're like, what? Like. That doesn't make any sense. But uh, tell the people today um, that are watching, that are going to watch this in the future, how did we meet? You know what I'm saying? Okay. So um, it was a Tuesday afternoon. Um, there was a knock at oh, the door. It was and when I opened the door. It was definitely Sunday. You stopped lying. When I opened the door, Neve and Max were at my door with a camera crew saying, this is Catfish. And we're here to call you out. You're and in the far distance, I see a man seven foot tall, the color of smooth roasted caramel, 
and the curliest of ponytails. <laughs> no, um, we met I hate you so much. <laughs> we met off of a comment that you made on a live stream that Ruslan was doing um, for his patrons. Um, you said something about looking for a church in Maryland, right? Yes, sir. That's actually crazy how that started. Um, yeah, so you left a comment under video about living in Maryland and looking for a church. And I'm like, oh, snap, I have some audacity today. Let me respond. I live in Maryland um, and I go to church. So I'm like, hey, XYZ, I just started going to this church. They're super dope. Come check us out. Um, and from there, did you invite me to divinity i don't remember how that part went um so for those that probably know me um basically in a weird my way of evangelism as people like to call it um how i've been fishing for souls um the minute i found out there was more christians on the internet i pretty much established this online community group that's um called divinity um we believe in divine mentorship relationship accountability discipleship and stewardship um and i think i was like oh cool you should like come to my community group uh i think that's uh how we kicked it off but yeah 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 so existing in that for a few months um together um knowing full well that we live in the same state and just not doing anything about it um <laughs> And then you were invited by somebody else to my church, right? Uh, yeah, brother, brother Trey. Yeah, brother Trey. Right. And I don't think it really clicked because we had just merged. And so we had a name change, a complete makeover, everything. Um, so you came, you saw, um, and then you put in the chat, you were like, I just started at this church um, called Union. And... If it wasn't Maya, I don't know who it was, but I feel like it was Maya because it's always it was Maya. definitely Maya. It was Maya. <laughs> it was Eddie. It was a couple of folk. It was a couple of folk. But they're like, hey, doesn't Juan go to Union? And I don't know what yeah. I was doing, but I wasn't in the chat at the time. Like I was in the chat, but I wasn't in the chat, you know. Um, but yeah, we finally, I guess, put a pin in that and was like, I think I was like, yo, I go to the Baltimore campus, so just meet me out here. Um, cause Columbia is a little bougie, um, <laughs> a little bougie. They're dope. They're dope. They're really cool. Actually, I served there this past weekend and it was magical, super magical. Um, they yeah, was like, meet me at the Baltimore campus. Um, and since then it's been history, right? Essentially. So let me tell, let me tell people real quick. So. Those that know, I left my old church uh, late last year, around this time last year, and um, I had been searching. So I went to this church with my homeboy I met in the streets, Trey, and I put in Divinity. I was like, yeah, I just started going there. I don't really know how I feel about it and everything like that. And they were like, oh, like three different people were like, oh, Juan, go there. I'm like, how y'all know this nigga go to this church? Not living in my state, but I live in the state, but I don't know Juan go here. So... You know, Juan a little bougie. Juan, Juan a little bougie because, like, I have him in the group chat, and he don't say nothing. He just, he just. Okay, so the thing about that is, I don't call it bougie anymore. I'm ghetto, so that's G H E T T E A U X. It's French. It's Creole actually for for ghetto. So, anyway, 
yeah. anyway. Will I drink Kool-Aid? Yes. Will I have my pinky <laughs> up? Yes. It's a, I it's hate a, so much. It's a double what, on... is the ice ma- what is the ice made of? Fiji water? You bougie mother. Yes, actually. Yes, <laughs> you can judge me, just not out loud. Come on now. I, I, I'm going to judge you out loud. This is my podcast. <laughs> on it. Um, But I just remember... It was, I was so excited, like, not even, like, nervous, oddly enough. I was, like, because I think it's because, like, you know, you and me have done, like, plenty of Zooms, and, like, we've talked about, like, we talk about, like, a lot of things in in the Zoom calls. Like, we talk about, we have conversations, and you might be able to, if you want to talk about this a little bit, the things we talk about in the Zoom calls are typically things that we don't talk about. I would say in certain evangelical spaces, you know what I'm saying? Um, or just church in general. Uh, I don't know if you can speak to that at all. Um, I don't know if I can speak to that. Only because um, the way I carry myself in Zoom is the way I carry myself at church. Um, and I know that it's unconventional. Um but I think that's why I was called to church and to this church. Um, I didn't meet God in a very, I guess, traditional or conventional way. Um, I didn't get to know him in a very conditional way, uh, conventional way. Um, so I don't express him in a very conventional way. Um, and I just so happen to have come across somebody who also does not express him in a very conventional way, but that does not, take away from your love or your relationship with him. Um, So for me, it's normal um, being in spaces where people aren't used to hearing God spoken about the way that we speak about him or seeing his work done on our lives expressed the way that it is. That's normal for me because that's been my entire Christian experience. Um, Yeah. If you don't mind me asking, and this isn't, I, you know me, I'm terrible at taking my flowers. I'm tired, ter- terrible at taking compliments and everything like that. But uh, what was your first opinion of me when we met digitally, meaning like what we're doing right now? Um, and then if there is a dichotomy to when we met face to face. I'd say I definitely had to fight smiling. Um, But that's just because I'm not good at letting myself be happy. Um, Both times. um, I was like, this is dope. There's a dude that lives in my state. Loves God. Cool people. Um, And then when we finally met in person, it's like, this is dope. There's a dude that lives in my state and now goes to my church and loves God cool people um i think i was just really afraid of messing up Mm. like saying something stupid or um i don't know just being one man and that can mean many things and little things at the same time so like exactly Gotcha, gotcha. So we don't got we don't really have all we don't have enough podcast time to explain all that. Um <clears throat> but yeah, man, that was um I, I tell people like with what I've established with divinity and everything like that. Um 
I don't even like to take the credit. Um, I think it's all God because God like deposited in my heart. He put on my heart um, to establish some sense of intimacy, vulnerability, but a safe space. And I think that was that's what was so organic when we first met each other, um, because it was like we weren't strangers. Like, I just didn't know what you smelled like if you like had a smell to you and everything like that. Which do I smell? Do I have a smell? I don't know. I gave do you a I smell. So I, I, I mean, you you smell like soap. I mean, that's a good thing. Um, I just <laughs> I'm glad for that. Yes, I, I do avidly wash. Um, yeah, I, I I appreciate that. I I I like to. I I only trust ashy people. You understand me? Because ashy people bathe. You know what I'm saying? Well, then I don't know if you trust me because my hand sanitizer is moisturizing. So. No, I mean, I, I've seen it and I've used it. It is, it is immaculate, by the way. It was definitely, it? um, yeah, it, it was, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, um, I wouldn't say I you have a smell it. though. Uh, you would know if you had a smell because I think with my face and you know that. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's, uh, it was, it's funny. Um, but I tell people all the time, um, like what I've been able like I'm I, I thank God literally every day, not only for like divinity and like the sister sister chat as well, um, being able to be close and intimate with people, even through a computer screen, um, because I felt like what was wrong. Um, I felt like what was wrong going to my old church was we were really good in being doing life together when we were in the room together or when we were in the building together. So when I established divinity and like, you know, these other community groups, my Patreon community and stuff like that, I told them, um, I'm going to at least, you know, with your consent, with your blessing and everything like that, try to establish a sense of intimacy and closeness to you as much as possible as you know, the Lord allows with you digitally that way if i can you know you know love you personally and everything like that love you intimately on a local level i know it's real because i even if we're not in church then we could be at a church together when we're not in the room together um or just in that building together and when we talk to each other we should talk to each other the same way we would talk in the church um you heard my mouth and you probably you got to see it in church and outside our church, um, fairly consistent. <laughs> yeah. I hope you can say oh. the same about me. I, I, I think I'm pretty consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the definitely for the a wild card. So. Yeah, um, especially when we're people watching. Um, we're just you know examining the other children of God that roam the earth. Um. <laughs> See, you be wanting me to people watch out loud, and that's something I don't do. I want to people watch quietly, so I'm not speaking nothing over nobody. That is no, that is a that is a family bonding experience. But you would be like, they got web feet, and I'd be like, yo. <laughs> not web feet, not web feet. Hey, uh. yo. Oh my goodness, that is hilarious. Um, oh man, so. As we're getting close towards the wrap up, um, these are the rapid fire questions that I have. Um, so I'm gonna ask you pretty much either or questions. No right or wrong answer, even though some of them are wrong. So please don't get these wrong. 
Um, as long as so, they ain't about Pokemon or no, Friday, you might never seen it's Friday. Not about, so. You said Friday? Yeah. Yeah, have you never seen Friday? Nope. I mean, you don't really play. You just, you know what? The black experience is not a monolithic experience. You have at least seen John Q, right? No. Who's that? You haven't seen John Q? Hmm. All right, it's time for these questions. Um, <laughs> um, Solange or her? Solange. Mm. Reason being, hers an industry plant. Hers an industry plant? Absolutely, one thousand percent. Wow. I don't. I don't see hers music. I see Solange's music. Hmm. All right. Well, hey, look, y'all see the title. Y'all see the y'all see the handle, Mister Lee with love. Um, don't come at my brother disrespectful. I know how y'all love her. Please be kind to my little brother. Do you understand me? Like, <laughs> look, bro, I love her, but she could never do Sandcastle Disco. Yeah, but you, I, you, I just wouldn't have gone as far to say she was an industry playing like that. People she gonna is. come for your neck, boy. She gonna, gonna come for your neck. You know what I'm saying? She is. Oh boy. Um. Okay. Uh. Mm. Kanye or Pharrell? Pharrell. That's my answer too. That's my answer too. All right. Um. That's no right or wrong. wrong. Y'all look like the same. Same dude, y'all y'all cut from the same cloth. Anyway, um, uh, um, KFC or Popeyes? Dude, Popeyes. Oh, nigga, you was scaring me. Because I wanted to choose neither, but like, it's Popeyes. Okay, you were really scaring me for a second. I was getting really, really nervous. You don't even understand. Um, uh, huh. Um, if you had to pick, I'll give you three because I gave my last guest three. Um, if you had to see three guests perform, dead or alive, live, meaning like see them perform live, who would they be? Mm. Cab Calloway, number one. Um, but I would want to see a version of his show in 2021. If if we didn't have Cab Calloway, we wouldn't have had Betty Boop and a lot of the musical stylings we have today. So that's number one. Number two, who's living right now? I think I want to see Doja Cat, but only if she's going to do what she does at award shows. I don't want to see her do like a club performance. I want to see like a full production. Um, Yeah. Her rock renditions are like mad slept on. Like all of her renditions are slept on. But the rock ones, her, ooh. her, her and her team know what they're doing. Um, and then I would say James Fowler. 
he is my favorite songwriter of all time. Um, he's not a big production dude in terms of putting on a show, but his musicality is untouched. And experiencing that live, I would probably turn inside out. I'm okay with that. All right. All right. Um, this is a good one. I don't think I asked this one before. Uh, favorite sitcom? It's between... Ooh, that's hard. That's really hard. Can I give you my favorite sitcoms? Because saying one ain't Give me three. Give me three. I'll give you three, dog. Three? Okay. My Wife and Kids. Okay. The first three seasons of Moesha. Yeah, thank God. Thank you for clarification, by the way. And the first three seasons of One on One exclusively not exclusively but mostly because they from my city so okay all right all right cool 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 um i know you're not really like the biggest hip-hop head but i'm gonna try you anyway um give me a top five from east coast and west coast any order top five from both coasts And Southeast counts because last time I said, like, somebody was like, wait, you picked Andre? I was like, yeah, that's East Coast, nigga. Like, so, yeah. I don't really like West Coast music, to be quite honest with you. Um, At, at least West Coast hip hop. It doesn't. I like that, like, hard hit and swing almost. So, like, that good country four on the floor. So, yeah, people like Andre, um, that's why I chose Pharrell, because he from over here and he gets it. Um, Smino, 1000%. Jay-Z. And because that was four, right? Missy Elliott. And you don't got nothing for East Coast, not at all. I mean, West Coast. You don't got nothing for West Coast? Not a thing. Hmm. So remember, this is Mr. Lee with Love's little brother. So like, if y'all come, look, I, if you come from my tribe, I'm assuming you're suicidal. That's all I'm just gonna say. Um, hey, look, yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm the extroverted pacifist. He's the introverted activist. So we're gonna get we're gonna get a crack regardless. Yeah, we look we let let like let we don't we try and preserve black life, and he's being very reckless, and I will I will try to pr- protect him at all costs. Play with me, and you play with we. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Oh my goodness! I ain't uh, throwing a single hand. That's all you. Kid Cudi or Frank Ocean? Mm. Neither. I'm not picking either of them. I refuse to. Frank Ocean right. is a liar, and. Yeah, he's been gaslighting us for years. I refuse. No more Frank Ocean. Um, <laughs> Kid Cudi. Something about me. I just don't believe him. I don't believe him. Mm. All right. Um, and there was another one. Oh. I asked this to one of my guests. It was a while back, but I haven't kept it in rotation. 
Genuine or Tyrese? Hmm. I'm going to say Tyrese, but only singing Tyrese because I just saw Fast 9 and I don't know who in the world let Tyrese be in nine bad movies. Nine of them? Nine bad movies with Ludacris? So singing Tyrese, but not acting or crying Tyrese. You can keep that. Genuine is a... I'm not going to speak bad on nobody, but I want singing Tyrese. You picked Tyrese. I sure did over the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Yes, I did. If you want this is my little brother. Remember all of that. If you got smoke with him, you got smoke with me. Ninja to the turtles. If you want it, do it. Ninja Turtle. Come on now. I'm not doing that. No. Oh my God. But what Tyree uh, say? Because I need you. How you gonna up and leave me now? He's inquisitive. He's inquisitive. He wants to know how you left him the way that you did. How you gonna act like that? We just finished making up. How you gonna act like that? He just wants to know. So I'm going to say it again. This is my little brother. <laughs> if you come for him, you come for me. The The desire to guard not only his heart, but his body is slowly fading. So we are going to switch <laughs> <laughs> the subject up. Oh, man. Uh, French toast or pancakes? French toast. Grits, salt, grits. or sugar? Gr salt or sugar and grits? Salt. Okay, good. You, you, all right, cool. So you believe in the Trinity and you believe salt goes in grits. Awesome. Absolutely. I told you my, my mind was renewed. That's Yes, that's what I said. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I already know. I already knew. I knew it was coming. <laughs> Ayo, that's crazy, B. Um, and that's pretty much it for my fire up questions. Um, actually, yeah, that is my that's it for my fire up questions. Um, so my last question I have, um, and this one you have to help get the answer to. Um, meaningly, you got to help make this happen. Um. Who would you like to see next on the Kid Casper podcast? And your and whatever your answer is, you have to pretty much help make it happen. So who would you like to see as a guest on the pod? Have you interviewed Matt? Talking about Matt, like our little brother, Matt, that's yeah. grounded, Matt? Yes. He's grounded. Okay, but when he's ungrounded. He's also a child. <laughs> Not my child. Can we pick somebody who can vote, please? Like, 
<laughs> um, hmm. That's hard. That's mm-hmm. really hard. Who I want to see on the show? I can't say Elmo. I feel like the conversation would be great, but I don't know him oh like my that. God. Anybody. It could be like one of your friends. It could be one of our new brothers. Well, one of my new brothers and sisters, siblings, and um, Union. Have Any you had Trey on the show? As just a guest to interview him? Yeah. But I can make that happen, obviously. I'm asking you to find somebody that I don't know. Right, I've had him I on can make that happen because I don't know him like that. So then, but I've had him boom. plenty of times. So go ahead. Uh, you got to pick somebody. You ain't out of pot. Come on. And I told you, this is hard. Yep. For somebody who disassociates with everything, I don't know who I know. And I surely don't know who you know. Who would just be an interesting person to have a dialogue with me, I guess? Hmm. I've got somebody. Okay. I've got somebody. His name is Josh. Josh Fieldings. Cool dude. Um, I'm not going to tell his story, but he was homeschooled. Um, and I'm definitely learning to, to see or appreciate and accept his experience. Um, and all the depths that comes with that as a homeschooler. So, yeah, Mr. Phil. And you can make you can make that happen. Yes, I can make that happen. Have I, I can, met Josh. You've met his fiance. I have. Yes. I hate meeting people's. I hate meeting people's women before I meet them. That's weird. <laughs> well, he was he was busy. That's she was so also weird. busy, but you just y'all cross paths. happens you're always meeting somebody's son or daughter you won't stop calling me no and we're not saying that on on here because safety purposes but anyway did, did, you, did you ask who my father was no no i don't want to i'm somebody somebody nigga anyway so brother josh you can make that brother happen josh. i can make that happen all right Gotcha, got what she say. We're not property, don't make it. It's not about make it. It's, I just, I think it's weird when you want. I think it's weird. I don't know why I think it's weird. I have anxiety. Don't make me explain myself on a podcast. What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh my goodness. But this was great, Wani. This was a this was a great conversation, dog. Um, tell the people what you got coming up in the future. Any future projects, um, things you're developing. What's next for Juan Love? What's next for Juan Love? Um. Well, ew. Is this what a plug feels like? <sighs> um, if you want to hear stuff from me, you got to hit my Instagram. Um, I post snippets all the time um or ideas all the time um working on an album i'm not going to give you a date because i don't have a date um but it's happening um 
So if you're willing to be patient um, and willing to love me through it, then you will get said album. Um, but in the meantime, I am always writing, always, not always posting, but I'm getting back to being always posting um, and always sharing ideas, even of like songs that don't belong to me. Um, so my Insta is basically my handle on here, Juan Love, J-U-A-N-L-A-L-U-A-V-E. Um, so yeah, that's really all that's got going on right now. Y'all gonna stop disrespecting me on my doggone pat podcast. I don't appreciate you, Tyler. I will take your wrench away. You better you 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 chicken cutlet with a mustache. Wait, what's a wrench? Why, why does he have a wrench? Because he's a moderator, like for the like, you know what I'm saying? In case people get stupid in the comment section, he puts them a timeout. Mm, yeah, you got a job. I like that. It's not a job, it's just, it's volunteer work. That's a job. But he's not getting paid. It's still a job. I'm not doing this with you right now. All right. Brushing your teeth is work. That's a job. Come on now. It it should work if you work it. We're not gonna right. we'll, we'll, that'll that'll be on the video later this week. Um <laughs> or as content goes. Um Thank you, Wani, for coming on here, man. This was dope. I Like I said, I never really get into these things with an idea or a plan. I don't want to rehearse these things because I want it to be organic and I don't want it to be forced. Just like our relationship, it's going and flowing the way that it's supposed to go. Um, but this was great, man. You are welcome back here literally anytime. Um, whether it's if you want to like come on here and tell us about this amazing album that you have and everything like that, or if you got like a clothing brand, or if you got like a cookbook coming out, I don't know. Um, anything one I would like to spotlight on episode. Well, I don't know what episode that'll be, but this episode is 101 for context purposes because. Uh, <laughs> I literally, I specifically saved it for this one because I didn't want to name it the episode 100 because it was a Sunday and I wanted to get the 100 part all over real quick. But yeah. Um, and real quick, because I don't know why I let you call me Wani. Don't nobody else try that because you will get ignored. <laughs> like you knocked a popsicle out of my hand. I will, like, you will be shunned. Exiled from the kingdom. Don't Exiled try it. Please kingdom. don't try it. I don't even know why I let him call me that. That wasn't even my nickname growing up. So, because you love me and I give the best hugs. That part? That part. It's the 7 1 wingspan. You know what I'm saying? It, it if is, you were, if, yeah. and if you got, if you got large and gained, like, you know, if you grew, if you grew height horizontally, I could wrap all my arms around you. You know what I'm saying? So, like, In Jesus' name. <laughs> In oh, Jesus' man. name. Oh, man. Uh, guys, I will not be back here tomorrow. Tomorrow's episode of Jess's podcast, Not Your Safe Zone, where they will be discussing um, social justice and comic books, anime, you name it, nerd culture. Wani, it was great having you on, brother. It, 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 was, it was a fun time. Uh, we we going to definitely, I mean... You 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 apparently got to go to court after podcast because uh somebody couple the community did not like <laughs> the community did not like some of your answers so you're gonna have yeah. to go to court after this uh <laughs> that's how you're gonna be my lawyer so 
No, nigga. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight. This was great. Um, this was fruitful. Um, I love talking to my brother anyway. I just wanted to be able to share somebody that is not only has an impact on me, but is important to me, that is insightful to me, that has edified me and encouraged me since I met him. And I pray that I am as much as a blessing to him as he is to me. Um, love this brother, man. Hope that we, I hope, not even hope, it's going to happen. Um, you know what I'm saying? My kids are going to call him Uncle. Well, I, can my kids call you Uncle Wani? Is that all right? It, it, like, it, we, my I'm going to have to meet the kids. I'm going to have to meet the kids. Because if they don't have You're that, that energy, if they don't have that energy, then no. They might be ugly because I'm their dad, but like, is they that going to be as be a ugly problem? as they want to be? It's the energy. If they don't meet gotcha. me with that okay. Casper energy, then move. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, man, this is somebody that I, I aim to have in my life for the rest of my life. Unless, you know, you know what I'm saying? This is somebody I want to stand with unless like I need to like cut his feet off. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I don't know. I just I don't know why I would need to. But like if you try to like steal my shoes or something, I would have to like Kunta Kente you. But that's besides the point. Um, I can't steal your shoes because you wear a size 15. And I wear a size 10. I wear a size 12 and a half. Why, why are that's, both of us going to get yelled at? Why, why are both of us going to get yelled at in the Zoom? I didn't do anything. Cause, like I said, if you beefing with me, you beefing with we. So <laughs> it's a package now. It's a what package. You say, would you say our package is? Um, say that again because that was slick. Say You said introverted. What would you say? Extroverted introverted. Passive. I'm an extroverted pacifist. You're an introverted activist. So, all right, all right, that's yeah. a bar. Um, thank you everybody for tuning in tonight. Always remember, you are beautiful, blessed, and beloved. Raisins don't go on potato salad. Mayonnaise does not go on peas. Um, avocados does not go in condensed milk with ice. Key, that's demonic. I don't know what. Yeah, she. Did you hear about that? I did. Um, can I add to that too? Apple slices don't go in guacamole. Stop playing. <laughs> Oh man, and Jesus wasn't white. How